I'm Stephanie here with my co-host Rebecca. Welcome to What's the Bible Say, where we look at today's topics through the lens of scriptures and we answer three questions. What's the Bible say? Why does it matter? And how can we apply what we learn to our lives? Well, Valentine's Day is just around the corner and there's a lot of talk about cards and gifts and flowers and jewelry and all that good stuff. But it's not all hugs and kisses and, and hearts for everyone. For some, Valentine's Day is hard. You know, for some, they find that empty chair across the table where they have this unbearable reminder of a broken marriage or a broken heart, or maybe they're grieving the loss of the love of their life. And many will gather together with family and friends for Valentine's dinner or something. And they have to dodge that very uncomfortable, awkward question. So, when are you going to get married? Uh, don't ever ask anybody yeah. that. Don't. No, no, it's kind of like asking somebody if they're pregnant. You know, you just some <laughs> things you just need to not say. Um, so I don't know where, whether you're divorced or widowed or maybe you've never been married or you're in a hard marriage or Valentine's Day is just hard for you for whatever reason. Today's question is, what do you do when Valentine's Day is hard? That is such a great question. I mean, growing up, I always loved Valentine's Day, but I always felt this tension with it yeah. too. Like when I was in elementary school, I loved the whole decorate the shoebox thing, and but I felt so much tension at like, oh no, did I remember to give everybody a card? And oh, that boy's going to think I like him, but I didn't want to leave him out. And then, you know, high school, there was so much pressure because we had like the singing telegrams in my high school and all that. And so I was wondering, was I going to get one today? And then if I did get one, I was like, oh, that was way mushier than I was hoping it would be or, you know, something along those lines. And then as a young woman in love, I can remember thinking that the anticipation of the day was way more exciting than the actual day. I always felt kind of disappointed. Either yeah. They said too much or they didn't say enough or I was hoping for the Cinderella moment. And I think Valentine's like Day like is a lot of unmet expectations. Yes, I agree. I agree. And then there was the Valentine's Day mm. after the divorce. Yes. Yeah, been there. Done that. I definitely fit into the category of what to do when Valentine's Day is hard. You know, everyone's saying, happy Valentine's Day, but, you know, a lot of times it's not really that happy. Mm -hmm. And so maybe you, that's where you find yourself today. Well, I'm so glad you're listening because, believe it or not, it was during that period of time that God used some amazing things in my life to revolutionize how I viewed Valentine's Day. But before we get into that, first of all, let's talk about what does the Bible say about Valentine's Day? Stephanie? So drum roll, please. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's right. It says it doesn't say anything about Valentine's Day. Now we do know that God's book, his word is filled with all kinds of verses that tell us how much he loves us. And we're actually not going to talk about those today because we just did an episode on God's love, episode 12. That episode meant so much to me, reflecting and remembering all the ways that God loves us. I, I got a lump in my throat yeah. several times during yeah. that episode. So if you have not listened to episode 12, stop right now. Go listen to episode 12 and then come right on back. So we're going to assume that you've listened and that you are familiar with the verses about how much that God loves you. And now that we have this foundation of God's love for us, now we can dig a little deeper into how to handle a Valentine's Day that's hard. Yeah, and Valentine's Day is not mentioned in scripture, but... God speaks a lot about how to handle hurt and heartache and loneliness mm -hmm. and, and loss. So we're going to dive into those areas. And first of all, if you're listening and you're hurting right now, 
The Bible says in Psalms, verse uh, chapter 38, verse 18, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. And what I love about that is that God doesn't minimize our pain. If you yes. noticed, he acknowledges that there are times when we are brokenhearted and when we feel crushed, but he's near to us. Yes. And we need those reminders. <clears throat> I think about Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, which is my husband, one of his life verses and one of my favorite verses to know that if you feel like no one sees you, you know that God does. Mm -hmm. He says, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you by my righteous right hand. Mm -hmm. And I'm reminded of how sometimes I feel afraid. And he says, don't be. Sometimes <laughs> I feel confused. And he says, don't be. He tells me he's with me. That's right. And sometimes I feel like I have no strength of my own. He says, mm -hmm. that's okay. I can give you strength. I need your help, Lord. Okay, I can give it. And then I think about those times when I can't even lift my head up by myself. Mm -hmm. I just feel like, you know, I just want to stay under the covers. And the Bible says in Isaiah 41.10 that he is the one who upholds us. He's the one who lifts us up. Mm -hmm. The lifter of our that. heads, yes, you know? Yes, yes. I love that. And then here's an idea from Philippians chapter 2, verse 4, that, that can help all of us kind of shift our focus away from what we're going through and maybe mm -hmm. on the hearts and lives of others. And I always say it when Scripture says, you know, or when people say, mind your own business, but Scripture sometimes tells us to mind other people's business. Oh, that's and, good. And in Philippians 2, 4, he does <laughs> that. He says, let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. That really helps you look not on all only on what's going on inside, but from the inside out. That's really good. And that actually leads perfectly into the verse that I'd like to share. I'm just going to share one with you, but actually my what's the Bible say and why does it matter kind of goes together in this particular episode. So let me finish my story about how Valentine's Day came to mean so much to me, no matter if I had a sweet love or not. So during that time, I had several single friends and I had just been divorced and I thought, oh, surely Valentine's Day, we're all going to commiserate together. But boy, was I <laughs> wrong. I, Valentine's Day, I found out, was actually their favorite day, and they meant it with everything. They didn't look at what they'd lost or what they'd never had. Instead, they loved this day because it gave them an excuse to focus on all the people that God had added to their life. Wow. And they took Galatians 6.10 to heart and to action. Galatians 6.10 says, So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good unto everyone, especially to those who are of the household of faith. And I was truly a recipient of their outpouring of love. And it was so much fun. And, you know, their example allowed this light bulb moment to go off in my head because I realized that all of these years, I had been focused on my feelings. Mm. What good's going to happen to me today? Who is going to do something special for me today? What was going to happen to me, me, me? Uh -huh. Do you see a pattern here? <laughs> when I stopped focusing so much on myself and I started looking out for how I could bless others, wow, it was revolutionary to me and what a difference it made in my life. And I think it matters what the Bible says because God's Word teaches us that we actually can choose how we're going to respond to the mm -hmm. events and circumstances of our lives. We can either be overcome by them or we can mm -hmm. be overcomers in them. Mm -hmm. God calls us more than a conqueror so we can 
we can be victorious even in those dark and hard places. And also Matthew eleven twenty eight, we can be encouraged that Jesus is the one who invites us to come to him. He says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And in 1 Peter 7, he says, cast all your cares upon me, for I care for you. Mm. So we can go to him and he'll give us rest and we can cast our care upon him. <laughs> but let me warn you, don't cast your cares like I tend to cast mine. So I picture myself casting my cares like with a fishing pole, you know, where you cast it into the water and, you know, it, it's hooked to the end and it goes down to the bottom. But after a few minutes, you kind of reel that baby back in. <laughs> Yeah. And, and I'm like, God, you can have this for a little bit, but I'm not ready to give Ooh, it completely good. to you. So I that's pull incredible. it back and I just want to mull that thing over in my mind a little bit and kind of make it mine again instead of casting it like a rock. Because if I cast it like a rock, that thing's going to sink to the bottom where I'm never going to find it again. It's a one and done thing. Mm. To be honest, sometimes it's not one and done in real life. Sometimes we do pull it back and we do deal with it again and again. Every time cast over and over and over again until finally right. you can't find it anymore. And when we go through hard times in our lives, you know, sometimes we'll feel alone. Sometimes mm. we feel like we've lost our way, like no one sees us, no one cares. In those times, we need to discover what I call the discipline and the power of pressing in. Hmm. When Jesus invites us to come to him, there's a discipline in our lives that has to take place in order for us to do that. That's so We good. can't experience his rest until we take those steps toward him. That's good. And cast our cares upon him. And so we can either be swallowed up by our own grief and pain, or we can redirect, which is what your friends and you did during the hard Valentine's Day talk. Right. That really is such a beautiful illustration of how practical God's word is. You lived out yes. the Galatians passage. I can't remember what it is that you shared. 610. But mm -hmm. Yeah, 610. And if um, Philippians 2.14. You live those right, out in right. real life. So we can redirect our pain and make our pain a catalyst to minister grace and comfort mm -hmm. to others. So. That's good. That's really good. I really love the fishing rod example. <laughs> I get that. So how are we going to apply this to our lives? What are some ways we can do that? So I have three simple takeaways. One is arm up. And what oh, I mean good. by that is yeah. we arm up with the word of God. Yeah. You know, he tells us to renew our minds. But I think it's really important that you create a go-to list of verses that comfort you and encourage you before those hard days come. That Not so wait till wise. they come and then kind of search for them diligently and, and hope to find something that will speak to you. Have go-to verses. So yeah. arm up and then suit up. Mm -hmm. The enemy uses those hard things in our lives to bring us down and also yes. to render us ineffective for the cause of Christ. And and the enemy does not play fair. He loves it when you're down and that's when he fights the hardest. So we yeah. have the word of God to fight back. That's such a, a good point. He, he does not fight fair. Yeah. Um, if we look at Ephesians chapter six, it gives us this list of the armor of God. And what I love is the pieces, they illustrate what we need the armor to do. And two of those pieces, one is a breastplate of righteousness and the other is a helmet of salvation. So guard your heart and guard your mind during those difficult times. Suit up before the time comes, not after you're there and you're trying to, you know, right. run for the armor. Yeah. And then good. finally set yourself up for a win. Mm. Plan ahead. Don't wait till Valentine's Day comes. Don't wait till another hard event comes. Plan how you're going to help others, like exactly yeah, what you said. Right, um, right. Maybe plan a, a visit to a nursing home, some shut-ins from your church, or maybe your neighbors. Um, go visit the elderly or dementia patients who really could use some encouragement. Mm. Um, schedule a girls' day or a girls' night out with friends who may be alone, too. Those are just some 
idea. Yeah, that's good. And I, I'd just like to add, you know, maybe you would consider starting a new tradition. Uh, for me, in a perfect world, and I know this is not ever going to happen, but I would love if all of the Christmas presents on Christmas were moved to Valentine's Day so that Christmas could be all about Jesus. But I know that's never going to happen because you'd have to have all your family agree to that. So, but Maybe there's some other way you can start a new tradition that focuses on other people during Valentine's Day. It's just an idea you could try. But I want to say, too, that if you are grieving, and please don't misunderstand what I'm about to say next, because I know that grief is real, that grief is hard, and nights can be lonely, dinners can be lonely. I understand that. But I would like to suggest just for one day on Valentine's Day, could you put that aside and instead of focusing on what you've lost, take that day to focus on all that you have been given. And I know that was something that God really used to help me. I, I would go through those times when I'd feel so empty and sad and the emptiness can be so full of heartache. Mm -hmm. But the Holy Spirit would trigger my mind and say, but Rebecca, look and see what all I've added to your life as well during this time. And I'm telling you, God really used that to bless me. And when I could focus my attention on that, mm -hmm. that made a huge difference. And that was part of healing too. Yes, it was. Yes. And I want to say that we say these things, mm -hmm. not because we read them in a book and yeah. we thought they sounded good. We say them because we've lived them and we know that it's something that has helped us. And so we certainly do wish you all of the happiness of a Valentine's Day. And of course, we hope that it includes some chocolate. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for listening today. And if you appreciate what you heard or you liked it and you could share it, we would really appreciate that very much. We want to share what one listener said about our Why Go to Church episode. It said, lots of people struggle with church these days. I love how Stephanie and Rebecca tackle it honestly and warmly. They get to the issue and they share Bible truth about going to church. Encouraging! Aww. Exclamation point. So thank you so much for that review. And... We would sure appreciate if you could leave us a review. It really does help. So just as a reminder, there are five places you can find us. Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, our Facebook page, and of course, you can find us at whatsthebiblesay.org where all of our episodes are listed there. And you have free resources, easy links to get to some of the other pages. But before we leave you, we want you to know that God's love for you is beyond any earthly love that you will ever experience. And the amazing thing is that we love him because he first loved us. He is my beloved's and his desire is for me. Mm. Our prayer is that he will be your beloved's as well. Until next time. Mm.